Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 1-800-636-1067 if you want to share some conversations, share some opinions. You know, obviously the huge question in a lot of cities, Bears got to decide on fields. Washington's got to decide on how. Do you... If you're Washington, whoever ends up taking over here, you've got to have and and maybe multiple conversations with Caleb Williams. And, you know, all this stuff that came out this week where you got some teammates potentially trying to indirectly throw him under the bus, which is really not a good look either. That guy played his rear end off for them, man. You can never, ever, ever, ever question Caleb Williams' effort while playing for USC behind an offensive line that looked like they could not have protected anyone, okay? You could have handcuffed defensive linemen. They were still going to get pressure on the quarterback uh, with the way that group played this season. So don't ever question the effort that Caleb Williams gave. You, you know, maybe you don't like, you know, how he interacts with you or your teammates, whatever. That's fine, okay? But that, that's, that's for you to decide. But don't ever question the effort that that guy gave on behalf of that USC program. And if he'd have played the other night, he'd have done the exact same thing Miller Moss did, which was impressive as hell. No, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. It was a great performance by Moss. But if I'm one of these teams, because of these stories, and all you have to do is Google them, they come right up. Um, you know, when we started hearing, you know, rumors, and I talked to someone yesterday um, in the press box at the Ravens game about this very quarterback and this very topic and, and the kind of stuff that when when you, as personnel people, see this stuff, you know, this is such a huge decision. I mean, you had the number two pick. I mean, this has come full circle in this organization. They had the number two selection. That player never panned out for him. Now, injuries were part of it. Lack of player development on both. The team and the players' part were part of it. And as an organization, when you allowed that player to do as much work away from the facility as he did at the facility, I mean, do you think Bill Parcells and Joe Gibbs are letting guys have that much, you know, work away from the facility? I mean, I I don't know. I mean, hey, man, you're either with us or you're not. It's really what the great ones have always said. But for whatever reason, they allowed that to happen. And once you've allowed that to happen, you can't put the – once the genie's out of the bottle, you can't you can't put it back in. 
Once you've unwrapped the chewing gum and put it in your mouth, it's all over. Okay? And that now has come full circle where they're back to being, right now, likely in position to have the number two selection in the upcoming NFL draft. So those are the conversations. Those are the people that you're you're interviewing right now. And it all hinges on what the Bears do up top. If the Bears decide they want to keep fields and keep going there because everybody's had Matt Eberflus fired and all indications right now are Chicago's planning on bringing him back. So that throws a monkey wrench into what you're doing up at the top of the draft. If Chicago stays there, they're likely in the Fashanu or Marvin Harrison business. If they accept someone's ransom package, depending on how far back they're willing to move here, because remember, they own the 10th selection as of right now as well. So you're talking about a football team that's making some strides here at the end of the season and going to have two massive picks to do some damage with in the upcoming draft. Now, of course, you got to draft the right people. Those players have to certainly turn out for you in an organization which has struggled for consistency through the years, similar to the one that actually won the division this year. Oh, it's their first division championship since 1993. How about that, sports fans? You can relate to that, can't you? Even though Washington's is a lot a lot shorter drought than that. But that's what's happened. You know, they, they go with a guy like Dan Campbell and they made a critical deal early in that regime to trade away Stafford, the incumbent, proven quarterback who went on to win a Super Bowl with Sean McVay. They brought the guy back that McVay got to a Super Bowl but lost with, obviously, in golf. And, and here they are winning their division. We're in position to beat the Cowboys the other night. They're going to be a factor in the NFC playoffs. So, however you set things up here, whoever ends up taking over, whatever kind of philosophy that that person and the head coach want to blend together and make this Washington team, who you select with that number two pick, if it stays there at two, becomes just a gigantic building block, and you can't you can't have a lack of production from that player that that happened to to this franchise the lack of the lack of production and trading of the player before the first contract was even over is just just a crusher you get it you don't pick the the goal is to not pick that high in the draft a ton you know it's just like when 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 the the bullets you know ended up with or the wizards whatever they were by that time and it was Kwame Brown when you get the number one. But it's not like Shane Battier, who's the other guy, was going to be a franchise-changing player. So your luck, your luck that you have when you end up in that position is critical. Washington's going to be in good shape here because you're going to have what we believe to be multiple franchise potential quarterbacks here available at one or two. Now, Drake May did the same backup job that Sam Howell did from a regression standpoint from the big year to the last time we've seen him. Howell did the same thing because of all the playmakers that had left North Carolina by that time. 
So, do you evaluate Drake May on the film you saw last year? Or do you look at the film this year and go, hey, you know what happened here? And again, that's where that interview process is gigantic at the combine for both of those players. Both guys may not work out, which is fine. But you get to talk to them. And, and they better crush, they, they better earn it in the interview process with you. They better assure you that some of the things that they backtracked on, and again, we'll talk about them at the top of the hour with Joe Miller coming up as we evaluate those guys, including Jaden Daniels, who uh, was terrific for LSU this season, who's into that discussion. Bo Nix, certainly part of that discussion. Michael Penix in that discussion. I mean, that's... That's what it comes down to. You know, show me, show me why your film, tell me why your film looked this way. What happened here? And I think for both, in some ways, clearly in Williams' case, the offensive line wasn't great. Their defense was a sieve. So you're constantly, um, you know, playing in games where you're either playing from behind against the good teams. I mean, the good teams just whacked them around. They kept him in games. He beat us, still beat a, outlasted a good Arizona team. I remember Noah Fafita, man. Keep an eye on that guy for a potential Heisman Trophy. How about their head coach, Jed Fish, former NFL assistant? And the turnaround he did. I mean, that turnaround when he was that first year at Arizona when he was there and the team he took over, boy, they were awful. Awful. And what a great – I mean, you talk about some people that got some playmakers. Arizona's got some talent. They got running back. They got receivers. And Fafita's going to be a – Heisman candidate next year. But Jed Fish is a guy that I would have to talk to. Former NFL assistant. Had a marvelous-looking offense at Arizona with Noah Fafita once he took over uh, this season. So, but that's when – you, when, you, when you talk to these guys, assure me that you are not this person that your teammates are basically – saying publicly now that you may not have been the best guy, you know, here in this locker room. And whether you believe that or not, whether it's just a couple of guys who are trying to throw some shade that way because they may not have been in the quarterback's inner circle, whatever, that's now something that Caleb Williams is going to have to attest to outside. Now the question ultimately is, at two – you know, we saw what happened when you go defensive end and it doesn't work. You know, do you go for one of the two offensive linemen? I mean, the kid at Penn State and the kid at Notre Dame are slam dunks. Okay? They're your left tackle for, you know, God knows how long. Technically sound. They play the game the right way. They play the game with a domination. They own the player that they're playing against more often than not. Okay, I've seen Alt in person and seen it at field level. You know, you watch the guy in warm-ups before the game. I mean, he's the total package. The kid at Penn State, Fashanu, same way. I mean, these guys are – now, remember, they did draft an offensive lineman once from Penn State, and he was brutal, Andre Johnson. I don't see Fashanu being that situation, even though Andre, of course, was late first round. But, you know, you're talking about two offensive linemen – that can be the cornerstones of your offensive line for the next, you know, eight to ten years. Ultimately, 
can you can you go can you trade down and maybe so a couple of spots or do you have to accept the criticism from last time and remember this remember this the chargers have justin herbert not even close to a playoff team okay the dolphins with tua very much a playoff team now those coming out of that draft if you're going to you, you you probably would have leaned Herbert, you know, with most people, but it wasn't much of a it wasn't much of a gap. McDaniel's been terrific at putting Tua in situations, but Tua and that offense with Miami very much a rhythm offense. Dallas disrupted it. Baltimore disrupted it yesterday. Once Baltimore got them off rhythm after those first two drives yesterday, that game collapsed on Miami. That game collapsed on Miami quickly and you talk about an expensive loss hated to see this it's 49 19 with three minutes to go in the game bradley chubb still competing like it's 9-9 in the fourth quarter his team's down 30 and he ends up tearing up his knee in a 30 point game and you just hated hated to see that uh Zavion howard went out early in that game on a cart with it i think it was an ankle so that was an expensive loss for the Dolphins yesterday. Remember, they didn't play with Waddle. Baltimore lost Marlon Humphrey during the game on a field goal attempt. Offensive lineman fell on his calf, so he didn't play. Baltimore's playing a game without three members of their starting secondary, and the Dolphins couldn't, couldn't function in the second half against that Baltimore defense. Once Roquan Smith got the right depth, you know, that Miami offense, which was completing passes in the middle to smite the tight end for the most part, they couldn't get that done. So that's going to be a heck of a game. Last game of the regular seasons, Buffalo at Miami coming up this week. Winner wins the AFC East. Buffalo loses. They could be out. Buffalo loses that game. They could be out altogether. Pittsburgh's playing Baltimore, who's probably not playing a lot of their starters in that game. I think Pittsburgh can also get in with a potential Jacksonville loss as well. And those three teams in the AFC South are all 9-7 and seven with Indianapolis and Houston playing each other. So that's an elimination game. That's a, that's a playoff game in itself right there. And then Jacksonville, of course, gets the what's left of the Tennessee Titans. Mike Lombardi put out a report today and had to retract it. Retract it um, there was thought that Mike Vrabel's contract might be up at the end of this year, but he actually signed an extension at the end of last season. So he's got like two more years left there in Tennessee. I believe Bob Kraft would like to talk to him maybe in the offseason, even though uh, Gerard Mayo appears to be, you know, the coach uh, that possibly ends up uh, taking over for Bill Belichick. Because I think that's, a, that's almost a foregone conclusion, it would seem, as if the Patriots are going to move on from the Annapolis High School product. And the question ultimately is, is, does Bill want to coach again and do it within a different structure where somebody else, as Bill Parcells famously said, is picking the groceries for you? And I think that ultimately is, um, you know, something that you're going to have to keep an eye on. Will somebody take that chance on the veteran coach in a new city but doing it with someone else calling the shots from a front office perspective. Now, it, don't think for one minute Bill Belichick is still not competitive as heck. And 
you know, Bill Belichick, as much as he has had control, obviously, in New England, Bill Belichick still loves coaching football. And I believe Bill Belichick, that phone will ring. I believe Bill Belichick will have opportunities. The question ultimately is, will he like any of the opportunities that are presented to him? You know, again, he's from this area, obviously graduated from Annapolis High. I, I think if you're Josh Harrison company, you certainly maybe make the phone call and, and say, hey, you know, what what could you bring to us? What would you do alongside, you know, person X as, you know, a potential uh, general manager? But at the same time, the person you hire a general manager needs to be hired first, and that person has to be comfortable saying, yeah, I'd, I'd like to talk to Coach Belichick. Because that's got, that's got to be a two-way street. Because the, the opposite of this is what you had here before. And, oh, oh yeah, by the way, look at what's happening in Carolina right now. They had the number one pick last year. And I'm telling you, remember when – and I know Grant was making fun of Lovey Smith when Lovey Smith won that what seemed to be a meaningless game in Houston and took the number one pick out of their hands and they ended up with C.J. Stroud. How about that? That's worked out pretty good for Houston. They're playing for a playoff spot in D'Amico Ryan's his first year. Now, you talk about a coaching job. That guy took over one of the most chaotic ships in the National Football League and has got them on the verge of a potential playoff spot in his first season. That's a heck of a job by D'Amico Ryan. Kevin Stefanski's going to win coach of the year. D'Amico Ryan's going to get some votes, though, and well-deserved votes because what he's done with where that organization was is as good as any coaching job as we've seen in a while in the National Football League. It's easy to come in and take over when you got an established GM, you got great ownership. That group has had anything but that for several years now, and it's worked out beautifully there with Stroud defensively. Will Anderson lived up to the task. you know, And they're, they're kind of like, I mean, obviously the Bears not going to have the back-to-back picks the way they did, but the Bears going to have a chance like that to get to Massive impact players. Stroud and Anderson have done that for the Houston Texans so far this year. And when you start to evaluate what you know what can happen in one year, Exhibit A, the Houston Texans. They've done it with a rookie quarterback. They've done it with a first-year coach. So if you hire the right person, this thing can get turned around in a hurry. The problem is for Washington – they got a couple of tough customers at the top of that division in Dallas and Philadelphia, and it's not quite like the AFC South at all. That's the problem for Washington is they are going severely uphill in a division that has, you know, two really solid teams, and both of their fan bases think their coaches can't coach. Mike McCarthy single-handedly doing things the other night that tried to give. It's almost like Mike had Detroit on the money line. i got to give Detroit a chance to get back in this game. I'm going to throw here. Oh, I'm going to throw again. I mean, look at how Dallas has played despite some of the wackiness from Mike McCarthy. Now, all of a sudden, Nick Sirianni. By the way, you want to know why Philadelphia is not as sharp this year? Because Shane Steichen's coaching in Indianapolis. Oh, there's another first-year coach who lost his top draft pick, who's playing with Gardner Minshew at quarterback, and going into the last regular season game, 
he has a chance to make the playoffs. Shane Steichen missing in Philadelphia. He is the missing piece with what's happening with the Eagles and their inconsistency offensively. Plus, let's face it, I think if you if anybody thinks Jalen Hurts is 100%, you're crazy. There's no doubt. Hadn't been 100% for weeks. Okay? And, that, and that, that, that's part of the issue there. But I also believe part of the issue is Shane Steichen not there on the offensive staff. And, you know, look, Nick Sirianni is high-strung, man. He is who he is. And right now, Philadelphia fans a little bit disgruntled with where their Eagles are. Several weeks ago, everybody thought Philly was the class of the NFC. There's no doubt San Francisco is that team right now. That was a wacky loss for the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday. But in terms of turning it around, Indianapolis and Houston are two great examples. If you hire the right people, you can get this thing going in a positive direction sooner rather than later. 1-800-636-1067. Pino Sports with Udall 9 right here on Sports Radio 1067. The fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Alabama's hoping that at about 19 minutes of game time, they're singing this. Right now down 13-10, 423 to go third quarter in that one out at Pasadena. There's no better backdrop for any sporting event ever than the Rose Bowl. It is still number one. The only thing missing is the great Keith Jackson calling this game. And, you know, I had a chance this week to call the Military Bowl for the national syndication broadcast Appreciate Brian Estridge and uh, Bowl Season Radio, who has the national syndicated rights on a lot of these games, having me and Joe Miller with Scott Wyckoff calling that game. And, you know, what we had with Virginia Tech is this week one of the great fan bases in all of college athletics. It's the Military Bowl. It's in Annapolis. And it ended up being a day where the entire second half was an absolute monsoon. Those people were... Those people sold their bowl allotment in one day, and they stayed pretty much for the entire game. That played, it was the biggest non-Navy crowd at a military bowl game uh, in Annapolis, and a credit to those Virginia Tech fans uh, who came out. But this is a big week for Maryland athletics as well. I want to touch on this here because 
the Terps have Purdue, the number one team in the country, coming tomorrow night. Shout out to my guy Chris Foreman, the great SID for the Purdue Boilermakers. That's going to be a great game tomorrow night. I mean, Maryland's got to play the rear end off. Maryland, one thing Maryland can't do is make a shot. And in basketball, that's hard. That's hard to win when you can't make a shot. Um, shout out to my guy Dennis Marshall on, on Twitter who spouts out so many things that are so correct and so important about players and playing the game the right way. And right now, if you got a kid, look, don't, don't, don't give me 10 minutes of you dunking a basketball and doing 360s and all that other stuff. How many times do you get to see a guy do a 360 dunk in a game? Maybe once every 12 games? Show me that you can jump up in the air and shoot the daggone basketball. Because we have an epidemic of that in college basketball right now. Maryland's a victim of that. Can't shoot the ball. Can't shoot the ball. And until they do, it's going to be hard for Kevin Willard to get the results that they're looking for. And tomorrow night's going to be a great example. Not only do you have to deal with a big fella, but Purdue's backcourt is, is outstanding. Their point guard, I love their point guard. Their point guard is fantastic. Lawyer, the shooting guard, fantastic. And they're young. I mean, they're going to be around for a while uh, there for Matt Painter. And, you know, for whatever reason, and, and look, trust me, Kevin Willard's an outstanding basketball coach. And eventually they're going to get the right talent there playing the right way that they need to start winning games. He's too good of a coach not to. And I know patience, nobody has patience, um, you know, in any way, shape, or form. Um you know, I mean, look at what's happening with Michigan State all up and down. I mean, Michigan State's ranked, like, top five every year. Why? They, they, they can't shoot the ball either. They can't score. You know, their life and death, you know, with, with buy games, they lose some of them. You know, I, I told everybody when Mark Byington got hired at James Madison, giving that guy time, they were going to get back uh, not only to winning basketball games, they're a top 25 team right now. They're a top 25 club. Mark Byington's a hell of a basketball coach out of James Madison. But for what Maryland, the the missing link at Maryland right now, and shout out to my kid Chuck Douglas. No one out there promotes Maryland athletics more than Chuck does. And Chuck is a diehard. And Maryland's NIL competitiveness in terms of reaching the top programs is not the same. Is not the same. You know, Maryland's in the running for a really good quarterback, Malik Washington over at Spalding. I've broadcast a lot of Malik's games. He's a great young man. He's a dual sports star, good football player, good basketball player. You know, gets great coaching over there from Kyle Schmidt on the football side, Josh Pratt on the basketball side. But he's the kind of young man that you want in your program because he's a, he not only is a talented player, but he's a solid kid, man. He's a solid kid. He's not coming into your program and bringing drama into your program. He's just bringing a good football player into your program. But Maryland is Maryland's going to be in another recruiting battle with Penn State for a top recruit, for a great player. And how is that going to work out? You know, can Maryland can Maryland come up with enough? And Chuck talks about it on Twitter all the time. And Chuck's dialed in over there. You know, how much NIL does Maryland have to compete with the other Big Ten programs? Look, they're in the, they're, they, they've been in the toughest division. You know, you can argue. Big Ten East, SEC West for the last 10 years in college football as to who is number one. 
now that the Big Ten's not going to have divisions and those four teams are coming from the Pac-12, oh, it gets even tougher. U- USC, UCLA, I'm sure Doc Walker's giving away some of those great consulting fees to the Bruins to help their NIL collective, to help my guys Chip Kelly and Kenny Amatololo out there at UCLA and Washington and Oregon. They're all coming to the Big Ten. It's not going to get easier for Maryland. It's going to get harder in football. Now, those programs bring a little bit in basketball. Obviously, LeBron James' son playing at USC, they might have some uh, they, they might have some assets at NIL for Andy Enfield and that program. And, look, with what Bronny's gone through health-wise, man, it, it's great to see him back out there on the basketball floor. Had 15 the other day. That young fellow's been through heck, man, health-wise. But to see him back out there and playing for, for USC. And Mick Cronin's one of my favorites. I love Mick at UCLA. So it's, it's going to get tougher in basketball. You know, going to Oregon to play Dana's team's not easy. Washington's been a little down in basketball. But USC, UCLA, they're going to be tough to, to deal with on a regular basis. It's a great win. I mean, the, both Kevin and Mick have the same problem. They got nobody that can shoot. And Maryland outlasted UCLA because Jameer Young was just amazing. And, you know, that for Maryland to be successful, Jameer's going to have to do that. But that leads me to what Mike Loxley and the football program did down in Nashville. And without Tua Tungavailoa playing in that game, you know, you're, you're skeptical. Certainly national pundits were skeptical about what Maryland would be able to pull off. But did anybody watch Auburn play outside of the Alabama game this year? Did anybody watch them get scoped by New Mexico State on their home field? I mean... Everybody was treating Maryland like this was, you know, an Auburn team of the 80s under Pat Dye and that this was going to be a mismatch without Talia being out on the field. And and I know Maryland fans want more. I know you want more. I know – and you're right. You can't lose to Northwestern and Illinois. Can't. Can't lose those games. Can't lose those games. But Mike Loxley has brought you a better product. He has delivered – on that promise. Now, I'm very skeptical of one of his staff members who has struggled in other places before getting to Maryland, and Chuck and I had that debate, and I think I've been somewhat proven right on that. And the area they had to get better was on defense, and they've done that. They've done that. They've gotten better. And as they get better personnel – that's going to make them better because you have to play some semblance of defense to compete with the big teams in the Big Ten. But you you can't lose to Northwestern and Illinois. And I know, I know that frustrates Maryland fans to no end, and it should. It should. Maryland should be better, certainly better than the Wildcats. Brett's done okay at Illinois, but this year Maryland was the better roster. But sometimes the better roster doesn't win, as we see. But they, they, Maryland wasn't. Maryland didn't let that completely derail their season, though. It didn't let them completely derail their season, and they go down to Nashville, and with two quarterbacks, I really like Edge. I think Edge's got a good, good toolbox. And whoever they go forward with next year, whoever wins that job, you know, I mean, I, I think Mike's going to have 
another opportunity to win seven or eight games in an incredibly tough Big Ten football conference. Big Ten's got a team in the playoff right now that Maryland was going toe-to-toe with for three quarters of that game. There's another Big Ten team that you know could conceivably, in a, in a deeper playoff, been a factor as well. So those are the teams that Maryland is going to go toe-to-toe with. You know, Oregon, I mean, Liberty, please stop. You played in Conference USA. You had one of the worst schedules ever, okay? SMU, Tulane, they go undefeated against your same schedule, okay? Liberty has no power fives on their schedule the next three years. They're going to run the table like this a lot because they've got got ten times the resources the rest of the schools in Conference USA do. But you're a fool to think you were going to go toe-to-toe with Oregon today with Bo Nix playing. You know, with Bucky Irving playing. I mean, you're, you're, you're lucky Troy Franklin wasn't playing in that game. But I love Jamie Chadwell. Jamie Chadwell's done a, a heck of a job at both Coastal Carolina and now at Liberty. But Liberty's got ten times the resources everybody else in Conference USA does. So they're going to they're gonna run the table a lot in that league coming up. And now with the way the 12-team playoff is, they're going to be able to position themselves. The American is a tough conference. It's a tough league. But I'm telling you right now, SMU, remember, SMU, everybody poking fun at SMU for losing to BC. SMU didn't have their quarterback. He got hurt, um, you know, in the game against Navy. If they have him and they're fully loaded, they beat Liberty. And, and, and it would be a good game, but they'd beat Liberty. They did a great job. They won. They beat Tulane with their backup quarterback. And Tulane's been terrific, but Michael Pratt was about 60% going into that game. So when you look at what... Mike Loxley has done for this Maryland program. They go down there, and they force Auburn to pee down their leg early in that game. They're up 21-0. And to me, I, I thought Mike's kids recovered from two losses that could have derailed them and kept them from becoming, you know, uh, putting themselves in a position to beat a team uh, like Auburn. But that's the next step for Maryland. That's the, the next step in that growth process. You can't be you can't be a team that loses to Northwestern Illinois. Penn State, Michigan and Ohio State don't lose to those teams. That's the next step of growth that they have to take. They've certainly built the core of a program to go forward. And I'm excited to see who wins that quarterback battle next year because I think one of them gives you the ability to do some unique things offensively. And I think Edge, I think Edge's got it can toss the pill. So Mike's got some some talent to go into that twenty twenty four season with, but that league is ultimately going to get tougher because of who's coming along now for the ride in the Big Ten. But a big week for Maryland. I mean, tomorrow night's a big night. And I know the students are out and stuff like that, so probably not the best time to have the number one team uh, in the country show up at your building when you're not going to have a packed student section probably, and a thing of that nature. But hopefully enough basketball fans are savvy enough to come out and watch that game tomorrow night because it's a great opportunity for Maryland. That's the thing. It's a great, great opportunity for Kevin Willard's kids coming up tomorrow night. Yeah, their roster is not as good as the other team coming in the building, but that doesn't mean anything because guess what? Purdue lost to Northwestern again this year. Okay? Chris Collins' kids aren't as good as Purdue's, but for one night they were. And who's to say Jameer Young 
and the Maryland team can't have that kind of night tomorrow night. But because they play in a league where great people show up and the number one team in the country is there, they've got that opportunity tomorrow night to knock off potentially the number one team in the country. The opportunity presents itself in College Park tomorrow night. That's why you go to the Big Ten. You go there to play games like this and get a big fat check from the Big Ten at the end of the year. Oh, by the way, that check is only going to keep going up and up and up. Alabama with a Jason McClellan touchdown, and they have gone ahead of Michigan early fourth quarter. Bama now leading it by a count of 17-13. Coming up top of the hour, we will review this game. We will preview the other game with Washington and Texas, and we'll talk about the quarterbacks with Washington likely now picking at minimum in the top three, possibly the top two. Joe Miller and I will evaluate the quarterbacks that Washington will be potentially choosing from at the top of this 2024 NFL draft coming up in April. It's Pete on Sports with you till 9 o'clock right here on Sports Radio 1067 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up in about 12 minutes, Joe Miller's going to join us. We're going to break down the quarterbacks at the top of the draft. That way you get an idea of what Washington is entertaining. And shout-out to my guy, Animal Lover, on Twitter. They sent me a message, and I think he kind of – he didn't hear everything I totally said about Caleb Williams. He thought I was downplaying the way USC players felt about Caleb. And, and as I said, just you know, to give you the whole context of what I said, You know, Caleb is going to have to go to the interview process now, and he's going to have to crush it there. He's going to have to smoke it, uh, you know, in front of the talent evaluators, general managers, owners potentially, uh, who may show up uh, at the combine and answer to some of this stuff that, you know, again, I mean, in, in a dynamic like a college locker room, you know, if you're a guy that, look, I mean, let's face it, you can't turn on the TV without seeing Caleb Williams on a, a Wendy's commercial, a Dr. Pepper uh, commercial. Caleb is cashing in uh, with name, image, and likeness. And he's done a great job. I think the, court, the, the commercials are fantastic. Um, you know, we go back to, I know some people on social media were poking fun at the shot of him in the crowd crying with his family. Look, man. I want a guy that values winning and losing. I want I want, I want a guy that that feels losing that way, and it hurts. I want I want a guy to care that much about winning and losing uh, while he's competing, and and I have no problem, you know, with that at all. 
no problem with that at all. Because that, that tells me that the dude cares about the results that he is responsible for. And when you're the quarterback, whether your defense is any good or not, you are ultimately responsible for the results because you're the quarterback. The coach ultimately responsible for the results. Sometimes players make mistakes. You know, Michigan is physically imploding on the field right now with turnovers and Alabama trying to give the ball back to them. And I think Michigan's going to catch a break and, and have that happen with 1247 to go because Jalen Milrow just fumbled for Alabama. It's not been the this has not been the most well played game between Alabama and Michigan. And Alabama with a chance to maybe put up a score that could have put this game away, and instead Michigan's gonna have an opportunity to stay in the game. Neither team has played their best game uh, you know, in this contest so far uh tonight. No doubt about that. But you know, Caleb Williams is going to have to go to the interview process and convince general managers, coaches, that, you know, he's not this guy that teammates are complaining about and, you know, talking about how, you know, USC said, hey, we're a team now. It's not about an individual. And we've talked about this. Joe and I talked about this on the East College Football Podcast to the fact that when you have a player that is as dynamic as, and, you know, does the things that Caleb Williams is doing right now from an NIL perspective, you know, in terms of the Dr. Pepper, the Wendy's, all that stuff, it's good. That's big money. It's big money for Caleb Williams. Well, there's going to be jealousy. There's going to be jealousy amongst teammates because they're not that person in those ads getting those checks. And some of these programs are, are going to have to deal with that. I do believe that might be part of it here. I do believe it might be part of it. But that's now going to be on Caleb Williams to go into those interviews and convince leaders of those football uh, teams in the NFL that he is mature and that he is not this bad teammate that people are hinting that he might be right now at USC. And he's going to have to go answer uh, to that stuff. And he's going to have to go answers to why they've had, you know, issues themselves and why USC didn't win. Are you a winning player? You might be a skilled player, but are you a winning player? I think that is I think that is a legitimate question that teams are going to have to evaluate with him. Is he a winning player? Can you win professional football games with him? And get get to know, you know, the people in his inner circle. And at times, at times I think players have to do, you know, a great job of telling their inner circle, hey, this is where the line is and you've got to, you, you've got to stay right here. I need you to stay right here at that line. Mikey in Northern Virginia wants to talk some Caleb Williams could be available to the Commanders in the number two selection. What's up, Mikey? That would be the worst mistake the Commanders ever made. And I'll tell you why. I, I watched him play a high school football championship game when he was at Gonzaga and DeMatha. The score of that game changed three times in the last minute and a half. It was played at Catholic University. And he had one of the most beautiful Hail Mary passes I've ever seen. Gonzaga wins the game. Anyway, mm-hmm. moving forward, he goes out to 
USC, gets a big head, and anyone who saw him paint his fingernails, F on one hand, and that week's opponent on the other hand, and then, namely, Utah couldn't beat him, he's got a head problem. He's got to get his head out of his backside. So we'll do the cranial anal inversion and get it out of his backside because no one's going to take him. He's going to be undrafted if he doesn't grow up and be a man that Gonzaga produced. Now, yeah, I went to St. John's. Yes, Gonzaga's our chief rival. Yes, mm-hmm. we just got finished playing our 102nd game. Yep. Uh, you know, me being an alumnus. But, you know, that kind of stuff would have never floated when I was at St. John's or had I been at Gonzaga at Gonzaga. It's, 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 it's a whole new level of mindset for these youngsters today. You can't go out and paint your fingernails, F on one hand and Utah on the other, and then get smoked. Every game they played. Utah had a chip on their shoulder every time they played USC, and he couldn't beat them. He needs to grow up. He needs to be a team player, and he needs to stop walking around like he's all that in a bag of chips because he's not. He's one of 11 dudes on the offensive team. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Mikey, I appreciate the call. And and that hail, by the way, the game was at Navy, and the hail Mary was caught by John Marshall, who eventually played at Navy, and – uh, had one of the greatest sack seasons that Navy's ever had. Um, you know, and John Marshall was a wide receiver on that Gonzaga team. Look, I mean, every – we see it – I mean, we see, we see guys out here in college athletics all the time. Um, you know, a lot of them are 18 to 22, 23 in the case of, you know, Kenny Pickett at Pitt before he got drafted by the Steelers. Bo Nix now. Bo Nix is married. He's almost 25. Um, you're getting a little bit maybe more mature guy if you choose a Bo Nix, uh, you know, in this draft. I mean, it's, it's certainly possible. However, to say Caleb Williams is not going to get drafted, uh, look, somebody there, look, there's a pro team that's going to say, look, we can we can help this guy foster this process. Uh, the the guy's skill set is too good. First of all, he's going to get drafted. He's going to get drafted in the at minimum, okay. Even if a couple of general managers have had too many cocktails uh, in the top five. Because somebody's going to say, look, we can work with him. We can help him become more mature as a football player. We can help him, you know, put that dividing line up between the inner circle and what he has to do to achieve greatness as a professional football player and keep those people at bay, keep them away from grabbing, you know, some of that attention and grabbing at him and distracting him from being the best pro that he can possibly be. We hear these stories all the time. We never talk about pro evalu- to pro evaluators. They talk to the college coaches, okay? They know they know whose parents um, and other hangers-ons are a problem and stuff like that. They share that information with pro teams. So if there's anything to be had there, then pro teams will know that, and they'll talk to Caleb about that and all the other draft prospects when they go to the combine. So ultimately, you know, it, what lies ahead for him, it's on him, nobody else, to go win that interview process and assure those NFL teams that he has the maturity and the makeup to change their franchise. Because those teams at the top that are going to be choosing him, and one of them will, that's the responsibility that Caleb Williams is going to have and expected to have. And that's change 
that franchise's fortunes. We'll evaluate the quarterbacks next with Joe Miller, co-host of the It's College Football podcast and my color analyst on the Navy Radio Network. We'll talk about those top guys up at the top of the draft coming up next right here on 106.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 